This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to this week's uh, episode of the Leicester Fan Podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to the big match, obviously, away at Bournemouth. But before we get on to that, I'm joined by Jake and Reedy, both from Leicester Fan TV today. Welcome, Jake. Thank you. Welcome, Reedy. Uh, I think we're all feeling a lot more bubbly than we were a few days ago, obviously. We've had a couple of days to recover from, as you can hear in my voice, I know Jake, you're feeling the same yeah. voice, still not recovered from the Forest game. No, not at all. Tough, tough match, but uh, I think the best bit for me was the, the way that the, the players reacted, but before that, the way the fans reacted. A great TIFO from Union FS, well done to those lads over there. And then Jake, it was pretty much within the first minute. It, it, the fans were singing, the players looked up for it. What had changed? Yeah, I mean, um, usually before a game, it's quite kind of dead silent, especially in the last few games before Forest, it was dead silent. Everyone was nervous and not really sure what was gonna, what, what to expect. But um, five, ten minutes before kickoff, there was just a lot of singing. The atmosphere felt good. And of course, as soon as that TV went up, the fans were up for it. And as soon as that, the first minute started, the fans were up for it. And I think that pushed it onto the players. And I think that's something that we need to push on now for the next especially the next couple of games to give the players a confidence boost I mean really we, we've we've very much been looking at it, it's been a woeful start for Leicester this season really really poor we know that the poorest one for many many years but we have talked about it during the bad few games that we've had we have talked about it that these are effectively the squad that finished fifth fifth and eighth they're a decent but they're more than a decent bunch of lads on the pitch there for us Again, the same sort of question. What what changed for the for the team on the pitch? To because it did seem to come together. Yeah, um, it, it was a difficult one because we did say before the game at pieces that Smart Madison being on the wing didn't really didn't really look the perfect kind of match for the game. Did um, he made a play on the wing, did he? I think he did. Yeah, yeah you know, I thought it was a bit more central. I thought it was a bit more central. He, I think he played more wide, but then came in a lot. Because obviously, when we were playing wingers, we played Barnes on one side and Madison on the other, and then he came into the into the middle a lot. And that's what's had to kind of make his plan kind of play. But yeah, the team kind of just 
format in the, the kind of phase played well um indeed he played well for the first half until he came off and it just seemed like no one had a bad game and before then it seemed like it was always somebody that kind of either messed up or had to be blamed for a certain goal and it just kind of it, there was nothing to kind of fault really for me in that game i mean jake Really, is right. There wasn't any faults as such. No, no, nothing that led to a goal. Uh, nil, nil. We'd had most of the play. I thought we looked the better team by a little bit. And I was saying to to you when we were there, I think we're the better team. But anything can happen at nil, nil. And they went up the other end, other end to us, and, and hit the post. We got away with that one, didn't we? And, and that was a, a, a. I think a few moments later we scored. That was a massive difference that made to the game hitting the post yeah well I think that um, in that game it was always going to be who's going to score the first goal because the first goal was going to set the momentum for the rest of the game and we had most of the possession we had uh, Kieran Dusby Hall missing it and then Vardy doing pretty much the same thing uh, just wide at the post um, and that they, those two came pretty quickly one after the other and um, when Forrest went up and we're about to hit the post, I thought that it's, it's going to be one of those games where, where we've got all the possession, we've, we've done the most chances, and then they're going to go one chance and score. But they didn't, and then uh, we got a lucky deflection from James Madison's shot. And I think that just set the momentum for the rest of the game. And I think as soon as that goal went in, it never looked like Forrest were going to get back into it. I'm not even sure they had many chances after that apart from one, <laughs> yeah the one in the second half where Ward didn't know whether to come in or out but apart from that um, Forrest and let's not um, forget that we played well but Forrest really played really poor that game I think you're harsh there Jake if I'm I, honest I think they, they were poor I, I think Forrest they, they look like what they are they look disjointed they've 22-23 players I think Steve Cooper, their manager, came out after the match saying we, we played like it's pre-season. They're, they're still getting to know each other. I feel, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for Forrest because obviously I'm, I'm laughing at them, but, you know, it, they've tried something and it may it may work for them, but they just, I think individually they've got some, they've got some good players. Some of, their, some of their players wouldn't mind having playing for Leicester. But just think as a group, it didn't come together. But it was fine margins. That post, if that had gone in, those Forest fans near us would have gone mental. That would have been such a different game, Joe. Yeah, it would, it would have been a different game completely. But um, I don't know. You, I, you don't know how they would have played after. They could have gone and done what we did and scored three more goals. But we could have come back and got two more and won 2-1. You, you never know. But for me, I just think they never looked really in the game um, it never looked like any of the players knew what the rest of the players were going to do like you said they're just disjointed they've not really played with each other that much like if one player gets the ball they don't know if the other player's going to run down the wing run down the middle because they don't know how they, each other play but um, I think it will come together for Forest. but maybe I, too late maybe too late I yeah. think it will come, come together at the point where they're so far down there where their confidence is low even if they start playing well and get the point get some points on the board I think that they're, they're sort of destined to fail this season when, when when you buy that many players and have a whole refresh of a team you are either expecting a really good season and everything just works or 
you've just messed it up and then you go back down and then the players are on too high wages, they all leave and you got to start again. And yeah. I mean, luckily, luckily Leicester cashed in on, on the state that Forrest are in. It was a great time yeah. to play them. We needed points and if you want to play anybody, it, it is a team right down near the bottom. Local rivalry made it a little bit of extra spice. Forrest with all these players, it was right there. But Reedy, I want to come to you now on... James Madison, uh, and we will talk about him in England, but firstly, I want to just talk to you about his performance against Forest on Monday, because very early on, we've seen passion from Madison before, uh, and again, after the Spurs defeat, he was one of the players who came out very publicly, and you, you could see that he was bothered about the defeats and bothered about what was going on, but on Monday, he sort of brought that all into his game, and I, I, I feel like that was almost the best best I've ever seen Madison play for Leicester in his, what, three years now at Leicester. He just seemed like every time he got the ball, he had fast feet, he was doing some great little moving the ball around. It's not it's not necessarily a 50-yard pass all the time, but it's sometimes he has the ball and he just shifts it around and keeps the ball nice, so nicely under control that he then makes space for himself. He was dropping his shoulder, he was picking players out, he looked, he was always asking for the ball. Without doubt, for me, man of the match, how good... What's that the best you've seen James Madison play for Leicester? Um, I'd say yes, but again, now you've got to think, who is our main man in the team? And it, you, you probably would say Madison. I think every, every, every away fan team you play, they say that you've got to watch out for Madison. Obviously, before it was Vardy, and now it is Madison. And he's kind of the only one for me now that, like, previously before Forest game, He's the only one that looked like he was actually interested in the game. And if he's not playing well, the team's not playing well. Um, and I think when he's playing well and he's got the confidence, you know he's, he's there in that team. You know he's going to score goals and you know he's going to get assists. But yeah, it's just, it doesn't stop that. As in, the, from what stats look like, like, he can't not play him. And every game you play him, you know that he's probably going to get an assist or even a goal in the game. But going forward now, what is more? What can you see from him going forward? Because you've got to think, where can he get to? Will he move in the summer? You don't know. I don't think he will because he he seems like he's so interested in Leicester and his confidence is so high at Leicester. Why would he move to maybe get dropped in the team because there's so many other players that's in his spot? But at the moment, you can't not have him in that team. Uh, Jake, I, I was watching a bit of a Forest fan uh, stream yesterday to see what their reaction were, and it was quite interesting. They, they were talking about Madison. They, they they were saying how good he was, but they said for that free kick against, uh, which was right in front of us, we had the perfect view. They said about Henderson. They, they th their reaction was they wanted Henderson to save it, but they said he just didn't know where to position himself, where to go. They almost had they had a, a, almost a four man war one side. Three men more the other side, and Henderson was like, "Should I go in the middle? Should I go to the right?" And there, the Forest fans' view was, "It didn't really matter because Madison, in that form and that position, was probably he could have hit it left, he could have hit it right, he could have put it down the middle. He just looked like he could do almost anything on Monday, didn't he?" Yeah, I mean that um, setup was a bit questionable. I think they were setting up that Madison was going to hit the wall, um, so to stick Henderson in the middle, hopefully with the wall gets it and if not Henderson's in the middle so it's not too far either side but uh, yeah Madison at the moment with his free kicks I'm surprised they did that they just set up a normal wall where Henderson had a, a wall on one side stuck to the other and thought he's going to go that side most likely 
So just bank on that because Henderson, I think, got a bit flat-footed. He started off the side, but Madison went, and then sort of thought, "I'm going to." I don't think he knew where to go. No, I think he predicted I'm going to go to the right, but it came to the left. He got sort of flat-footed. A fantastic. It was was a great finish. I think even if um, the wall was set up differently, I don't think Henderson would have saved that. You hit getting off the post, and then it's sort of the perfect shot, really. I mean, before we leave Madison alone, Reedy, his stats are the best English, you know, attacking midfielder around in the, since the start of the Premier League last season. Um, without doubt, he's got the most goals, the most assists, and played the played about the most, played a lot of matches as well. There's other people in that list who, like Jack Grealish, who's very similar player. I think there's only only started seven or eight games from that city in all that time. Surely, Madison should be considered for England for the World Cup doesn't he have to be like, there's only one way about it and that is to get on that plane for the World Cup games because like I say he's not been in the friendly games the international break just gone how is he not getting into that squad so there's two different stats I saw one was the best thing you can feel on stats wise and then as well from the, last, from the start of last season I think he was near the top goal scorer or top goal scorer and assist uh, combined other than I think Haaland and that's just ridiculous because he's only just joined the league so you've obviously got Haaland and then you've got Madison who's on the top goal slash assist stats in the league and how is he still not on that plane because maybe you've got someone like Mount who's from Chelsea obviously big team kind of bias um, and even Southgate said that he's normally picking people on merit not well, I think I think Southgate stopped doing that now, really. That's the thing. And it? that's the thing. It's like, what else can Madison do now to get into that squad? He can't play any better, surely. And if he is, like, that means he's probably going to make a move um, to a bigger team. But at the moment, you just you just feel like, what else can he do to get into that squad? Yeah, I, you'd like to hope he's going to get there, Jake. Um, talking about another Leicester player who, again, hasn't featured for England really, apart from I think one appearance. But had another good game. for me. Had a good game on Monday, and we saw the best of Harvey Barnes um, taking the ball, trying to take defenders on a little bit more, and a, and a great goal game. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at the likes of Jusby Hall and uh, Barnes, they're good players, but I don't think they can get into that England squad just yet. I think they've got a little bit of time where um, I think over the past couple of years we've looked at Harvey Barnes. He's, he's got a bit of he's really good when he's on form. He's really good when he gets it right he gets it right but there's some points in his game that I still think he needs to improve same with Jusby Hall they're both somewhat young need to have a bit more uh, just change it up a bit more about how they play and I'm not so sure it works really with how Southgate plays either but with Madison I think if he doesn't get get taken to the World Cup I think it's it almost just shows that they're obviously not picking on form and I think it's a bit disrespectful and you you almost look at it, and we, we've been, I've been saying this since I can remember watching England about picking players on form. A lot of the time, it's always picked on a big name basis. And you almost sit there and think, well, no wonder we don't win World Cups and Euros because we're not picking, or, or they're not even picking the starting 11 based on form, basing it off, oh, Mason Mount, oh, yeah, he plays for Chelsea. He's not done. He's not been anywhere near his level. No, the stats show sure he's, he's not up there. No, he's not, not, especially not this season. And I think if he, if Mount gets taken over Madison and plays, then yeah, it, it's the what size of the club. Do? Yeah, not, then we're, we're not going to win the we're not going to win the World Cup if we take a player that's not on form. 
and not doing that well over a player that is doing really well. You wouldn't see uh, Germany or France doing that. They'll pick the players that are going to win the games. That's yeah. how you play football. You don't pick it based off, oh, he gets the most sponsors and uh, yeah, he's got the most followers on Instagram or he plays for Tottenham, he plays for Spurs. If a player came from the championship but was absolutely on fire and you give him a chance and he was scoring goals left, right, Saturday, you play them. That's yeah. how football works. I mean, they took they took Ivan Tony into the last squad and didn't play him, which I, I just found strange. Give him a chance. Take, yeah, let him have some minutes on the pitch at least, make his debut. Um, pulling back to Leicester, though, away from the England um, side, which I, I, I actually don't think Madison will go. I don't think he will get picked. No. I think that's just... I think I think something happened between him and Southgate that time. He, he was sent home when he was poorly and ended up being photographed in a casino. I think that was the... the not, not got the right DNA maybe for Southgate would be what, what the reality is. Um, back to Leicester though, really. Wes Fant, have I said that right for a start? Yes, she did, yeah. Thank you. Uh, he... I thought, again, again, Spurs, he was dropped into the deep end and obviously not a great game to make your debut, but his home debut against Forest was the type of game. But I, I did like, he, he seemed one of the... You said I, wrong, didn't you? Pardon? You said Wes Fout. Yeah. It's Wild Fouts. Wild Fouts. It's the other way around. Wes Fout, I keep saying that, and it's Fout Wes. Yeah. No, no. No, no. <laughs> Anyway, I thought he had a good debut. Uh, I'm going to get it wrong every time I say it now. Is it right? It's like Soleimani and Salami. Oh, you can never get that right. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought he had a, good, a really good debut at home. Um, he's noticeable by his hair. Mm. So you sort of notice him on the ball. But I, I also noticed that he was quite cool, calm and collected a lot of the time. Um, and particularly enjoyed watching him bring the ball forward a little bit. Uh, in the same sort of style as, as Wes Fafana. Did now. I'm not going to compare the two really in this, but I thought he looked he looked decent in that centre back pairing with Johnny Evans. He just looked comfortable in there. It's, it's, it, I think Jake said it, it's like he played. He's been playing with Evans for the last two or three years. It just seemed like he knew what he was doing. He made some tackles. I think I saw one tackle that he just got completely in, even though he didn't need to be in there, uh, just to show that he's got a bit of a fight in him and. Like I said, the balls that he made by running through the middle, like like, like Harry Maguire did, like Fafana did, he kind of that sort of player we need in that squad who can play on the ball and through through the middle instead of it being back on the back on the sides to the wing back. So he just it, it feels a bit fresh, a bit fresh in that defence, and it, make, it makes it look like we know what we're doing again in the defence. And once the defence plays well, it just shows that someone like Danny Ward can keep a clean sheet because the defence is there to help him out. Um, but it's it's a difficult one because you've got to think FaZe has only just come in and he's done he's done really well um, especially after the 6-2 defeat to Spurs but going into the form of game you think he's got to be a start to that surely yeah I mean I, I think so and I just want to pick up with Jake on something you said there I, again we're, we're all super positive after the Forest result but it, it's not been a great start to the whole season I still want to pick up on Danny Ward because I, I didn't feel he had a, a good game on Monday he made more saves than normal but it is a, was a very poor Forest performance overall he they had the one that was rolled past him the post saved him he had the one in the second half he had, sorry, another one in the first half where he came out, he dropped it, and then it fell nicely for him. He picked it up. He had one in the second half as well where 
they were one-on-one -on -one with him. He didn't know whether to come, to stay, to go. He literally was doing like a cartoon character, running forward, stop, run back. Run. Luckily, their player shot against him, and then the rebound fell to and one of their players who miscontrolled it. Again, we want to back him, Jake, but I, I, I personally didn't think he had a brilliant game on Monday. I thought he was lucky. Yeah, well, I just want to pick up a point about what Reedy said about uh, the defence. I know that we got a clean sheet, which is great, but I still think that they need to improve a little bit because they, Forrest had mainly two, two good chances to score, and both times they got through our defence, like slicing butter with a hot knife. It wasn't that difficult for them. The first one was just a simple through ball and it managed to get straight through to a one-on-one. -on -one. The second one was our defence was a bit split up and they managed to go two on two, I think. And then Danny Ward made with the, that was the one where Danny Ward was going back and forth. So I think there's still a lot of improvements. And I think that if we were playing any other team had those chances, they would have scored them. So um, I still think there's a lot to improve. But coming to Danny Ward... Um, I think now we just have to stick with it because well, we have to because yeah, Rogers no, I agree. and Rogers isn't going to change it unless we go now and and uh, Ward has a couple blunders and makes major mistakes and it's noticeable. Uh, I don't think he'll pick Iverson because Ward was made number one by Rogers and Rogers is too stubborn to change that. Yes, um, I think. Coming off the clean sheet, Ward must have a bit more confidence now, thinking like, I can actually not let in six goals in one game. <laughs> yeah, I can keep a clean sheet. I, I, I can keep a clean sheet and yeah. make some, some saves. Um, and hopefully, you just have to build on that. I mean, Ward, he hasn't had a great start to the season, but he's not a bad goalkeeper. He's got, he's got a couple of mistakes in him, but... Every time he's played in a cup game, I've never thought, Jesus Christ, what is, no. what's he doing? It just seems to be this season in the Premier League. So I think just give it a couple more games and see how it is. I mean, that's all we can do. We can't. I, we can sit here and moan about it, but I just I don't think Rodgers I think it's just worth keeping an eye on him because I, I just think you can't have can't beat Forrest before 0 There's a lot of fans. A lot of the stuff I've seen post-matches, fans are like... Oh, we're going to win the league again. I mean, the, the yeah. fans seem like split personalities at times. It's woe is us. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've beaten Forest for now, you know. Um, but I mean, hopefully it is onwards and upwards. But I just think a little bit of a reality check that Danny Ward was a bit exposed at times. As you say, the defence wasn't perfect and it wasn't against a great side. Um, talking of a better side, really, we, we go to Bournemouth on Saturday, and I know you're going to the match. Uh, Bournemouth sends shivers down the spine from that result a couple of, I think it was two seasons ago, where oh. we, all we had to do was really pick up, well, it, it, in the end, a draw away at Bournemouth would have got us into the Champions League. Is that where yeah. that that Sion Jibo had gone and beating someone in the It just completely <laughs> collapsed. I think we lost 4-1 in the end. It was, yeah. it was a woeful performance. Even though they've been relegated since then, uh, and come back up. I think they're, they're currently a bit higher than I thought they were when I looked at the table. They're just below mid-table, I think. They, like Jake was saying there, there's every chance that they will create some chances against us. It's not, it's not going to be an easy game to go away from Bournemouth, but one we need to pick up at least a point, and really we want to pick up three points there. Yeah, it's... Going from going from Forest winning four 0 to a, a, um, an awful Forest side, I'd say, but going to this Bournemouth side now, where 
they've lost, I think, 16 nil in three games. Um, and then when they're at home, they've kept three clean, three clean sheets in a row. How, I don't get how that's possible, but going to a Bournemouth that are, are at home, and again, they've kept three clean sheets, it's going to be a lot harder to play against than a Forest at home. So going into it, I'll, I could expect them to win, but I could still expect Leicester to come up and get a few goals and win the game easily. But it's it's another one where, you, like you said, with the Forest game, it's it's a good time to play them. They've not done the greatest, but they are above us. So now they've got to, we've got to try and pick up the points to try and progress, even get above them and now. So going into the Bournemouth game, you've got to think three points is a must now, again, after the Forest game, they being three points as well. Yeah, I wonder, Jake, if he's going to change much about the team. Just a talking point we've not really touched on yet, which is Jamie Vardy or Patson Dacca, uh, which I think over this season is going to become a debate more as more and more as to who starts and who becomes the super sub as as such. On Monday it was Vardy played, had a few chances again, um, needs a goal, I think, just to just to get into the season. Um Mr. Header right in front of us, which I think you'd rather expect him to score, but Dakar came on, did the super sub role, cheeky little finish. You know, I, I've been very critical of Dakar last season, saying I don't think he's good enough. But I've always said I want to give him a chance, and I'm going to back him to do it. He, you know, Bournemouth away, where'd you go? Vardy start, Dakar on the bench, or just switch it around and put Dakar in from the start and bring Vardy in off the bench? Um, I think I would switch it. And I would put Dakar on because Dakar has been scoring goals. Vardy, he's had chances, but he's not put them away against Chelsea and um, against Forest on Monday. Quite noticeably, he didn't put away some chances where he really should be putting those away. And Dakar's been—he's on a right form at the moment, so I would—I would play Dakar. I've been critical over Dakar uh, over the last year, but if he's scoring goals, he's scoring goals. Luckily for us, we've, we've been scoring a lot of our goals from the midfield this season, so we've not had to rely on our strikers as much, but. Yeah, I think switch it around it, see how the game goes. If we're, if we're winning uh, comfortably, you can just say, go on, Vardy, have a, have a go, try and get a goal, get your confidence up. Um, and I think, yes, it works if we're 1-0 down as well, Vardy go on with fresh legs, try and get a goal. But um, yeah, I just wanted to also touch a point about, um, although Forest 4-0 was a great game and we won, and fans saying oh it's going to be a turning point I think now we will, what have we got we've got Bournemouth Crystal Palace and Leeds the next three games yeah for me that we need to be getting nine points out of those I know that's a lot to ask for and it's winning all three but we're at a point now where we are we won the game but we're still second bottom we're still a couple wins away from getting out of there I think if you get nine points now you're, you're back up you're back out of there you're a bit more comfortable where you are and it takes a lot of pressure off uh, the position of where you are on the table and I guess I'm not going to say I wouldn't be happy with anything less but I think we just need it and I think if we really have turned it around and if Rogers really has turned it around and that we're back to the old Leicester but I think nine points out of those three you would have said um, a season or two ago we should be getting nine points out of those three so I think the same standards should stand now yeah, I tend to agree with what you've said there, Jay Greedy. Um, I think we do need a win, and I think it does. It's very cliche to say it's game by game, but I think we just need to dig ourselves out of this hole a little bit. I think Bournemouth away is a big chance for three points. 
Ken, if, if the Leicester team that has finished in that top, top areas the last three seasons turns up and plays well, it should do very well at Bournemouth. I, I'm hoping for a Leicester win. I actually think we will win at Bournemouth. How about yourself? Uh, it's from the, again, it's from the Forest game. You say if you get a win there, you can get the momentum going into the Bournemouth game. But again, you've got to think, is it going to be back to the Leicester time? It's yeah. going to be, is it going to go back to the Leicester uh, of old? We're losing another game against Brendan Rodgers. Um, but you've got to be, it's, I, I just don't know because I just feel so uncomfortable going to Bournemouth knowing that we've lost, them, lost to them 4 1 a few years back and again it could happen again. But with the likes of Dakar scoring goals, the likes of Madison scoring goals, you know that Leicester can get a win against Bournemouth. I think so. So I think I think we're all pretty confident here. A great way to beat Forest to to recover back from certainly that defeat away at Forest in the FA Cup. So as ever, thanks for Jake joining us on this week's podcast. Thanks Reedy as well for joining us, and thanks for everybody who's watched it on socials or listened to it on the Talk Sports Fancast Network channel. So thanks everybody, and we'll see you hopefully after the Bournemouth game to catch up and talk all things Leicester City. Follow us at Leicester Fan TV wherever you want to catch your latest Foxes chat. Leicester Fan TV is seen on. Talk Sport, Sky Sports, BT Sports, BBC Sport, BBC Radio Leicester, ITV Central, BBC East Midlands. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.